Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. Thousands and thousands of people tune into Senior Care Live to learn about information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. You, the listeners, have made this program the most listened to AM talk radio show in Kansas City on the weekends, and I just can't thank you enough for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, there are multiple ways to hear the program. You may be listening to the radio old school like I do it. (laughs) You may be streaming online to your electronic device. You may be listening to a podcast after the fact. But any way you choose to listen to the program, again, thanks so much for being here today. You are appreciated. You can reach us on our toll-free number. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit online at SeniorCareLive.com. SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so we have some special guests in studio today. I'd like to introduce Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, David, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. Good to be here today. All right. And, uh, obviously you have a guest. Well, I guess obviously we don't have tele, JP, we need tele, we need, we need some, some cameras in here. We need to go live on TV here. But <laughs> anyway, it's not obvious to our listeners, but, but we have a guest here today. We do. I brought, uh, Lisa Farmer and she's the director of grief programs at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. All right. Hi, Lisa. And thanks for being here today. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having us. All right, and uh, so we've been talking the last two hospice segments uh, initially about uh, just hospice in broad terms, general terms, and we've been defining hospice and palliative care. Uh, last month we talked about myths. We did some myth busting, and uh, that was a whole lot of fun. I always love correcting the record with the facts. Uh, but uh, uh, one of the things that we discussed was that hospice care is a comprehensive service, and it's really in, in two parts. It's obviously for the person uh, fighting the illness, uh, but it's also for their family members. Isn't that correct, David? Absolutely, Steve. Uh, when we provide hospice care to a family, that includes um, emotional and spiritual support, not only for the patient, but also for their loved ones. And then um, another important aspect is that after the death, um, we provide ongoing grief support for the family as well as loved ones, and we do that for about 13 months. And um, Wow, that's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we find that, um, you know, that, you know, death is really an uncomfortable topic. Yep. I think that's pretty obvious. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> and so when people are going through grief, uh, sometimes, you know, friends, they don't, they really don't know how to be supportive. So. Yeah. Today, we wanted to bring Lisa on the show to talk about this important topic and to talk about how Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care 
supports the community broadly and uh, a little bit about our offerings. All right, this is going to be great information, and it's just absolutely is so important. Again, uh, and and I have uh, experienced this firsthand, and uh, this is super important. So, Lisa, let's just go ahead and start off with uh, the basics uh, 101. What is grief? Okay, Steve, grief is just that response, that very normal response that you have to a loss. So death being completely universal um, grief is something that lots and lots everyone experiences. So your responses can be behavioral, spiritual, emotional, physical. And it's just how you respond to the loss, the death of the person that was important to you. So although it's very universal, it is also very individual. All grieving people don't react the same. We all have our own um, styles. And that can be influenced by our age, gender, culture, religion, how close we were to the person that died, our relationship with them, all kinds of things like that. Okay, so what can someone expect from Kansas City Hospice for specifically for grief support? Good question, Steve. So if you are a family member that has a patient on our service, you can expect for us to reach out to you after your loved one dies. Mm-hmm and offer services to not only you, but other members of your family as you request. So how are we going to offer those services? We're going to start by um, sending you a packet of information about all the services that we have available. And we think that's important because grieving people have trouble retaining information sometimes. Oh, I don't remember a thing. <laughs> I, I literally, I, I, I remember some things, but I'll guarantee you that would, that would have been a good packet to receive because – you know, you're just completely wiped out. Yes. Yes. So we want them to have something in their hands that they can look back at, not only the day that it arrives in the mail, but two months later, two days later, whatever works for them. So we're going to reach out by mail and um, follow that up with a phone call and try to talk to you in person and offer, go over with you the offerings that we have and see what fits for you. And we're going to encourage any of the bereaved that we're working with to tell us what they would like to do. Is it helpful for you just to get the things that we have in the mail, like newsletters? Is it more helpful to talk to us on the phone on a regular basis? Can we call and check in? Do you want to meet with us one-on-one or your family with one of our grief support specialist staff? Or would you like to um, attend any or all of the peer support groups um, educational support groups, remembrance events, things like that that we offer. Whatever combination of that is helpful. That is excellent. You have workshops, you have support groups. Um, you just have so many resources dedicated to grief support. It's just fantastic. And uh, and also, uh, I wanted to let our listeners know uh, that, uh, and David, thank you for sending me the links uh, to include on the Senior Care Live website on the uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care landing page there. Uh, so uh, you could also, obviously, you could go to kchospice.org uh, or on seniorcarelive.com, uh, you know, partner sponsors, and uh, and we have some very specific uh, resource information there. It's just fantastic. So I guess, Lisa, another question, uh, how else does Kansas City Hospice support the community? Okay. So outside of patients' families that that had a patient on our service, we also serve the community. So we have a multiple variety of, of methods that can do that as well. So probably our number one thing is Solace House, our community grief support center that serves 
individuals age three to senior citizens. Mm. And most of those folks that come to Solace House did not have an anticipated death. It was a sudden and unexpected death that wow. they experienced. We also have a camp, um, one in the summer for kids only, where parents bring That's their kids. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. So it's a fun um, summer camp, you know, high energy, what you would expect. And in addition to that, all the other campers are grieving the death of someone important to them. So it's just a chance for kids to know they are not alone. See, and that that's huge because sometimes you might feel on an island, you may feel isolated, and you find out that you have this uh, this this terrible thing, but you have other people uh, sharing that in, in common, and there's something really powerful of coming together and, and sharing that burden, not alone, but with, with others who totally get it. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that um, our bereaved talk about most, is that just knowing that other people felt the same, thought the same, had the same experiences with people trying to offer them support that what they said was not helpful and supportive um, is just that reducing the isolation and normalizing what they're experiencing are two great goals of a group. All right. We're visiting with David Wiley, Lisa Farmer with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. Uh, if this is uh, if this is resonating with you, definitely reach out to David and Lisa. And and there's just an, a wonderful staff there. 816-363-2600. 816-363-2600. You can also uh, uh, check out all the resources and contact information at kchospice.org. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I think um, what is the work of grief? So I, I think you had some, some points that you wanted to make there as well. Yes. Um, so part of what can be helpful for people is just a little education about what they're experiencing. One of the ways that they can get some more information about that, maybe you don't want to sit and meet with somebody face-to-face, but you'd like to do some reading. So go on our website, look at our Safe Passages series. We have two publications that are specifically about grief, one that's going to explain the four tasks of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, most, A lot of people are familiar with Kubler-Ross's five stages of grief, but this will... This is kind of the more current information on the stages of grief, on mm-hmm. the tasks of grief. And you can also find some information about supporting grieving children. And that's often educational information and resources that people are looking for. And I love the way that you have the tasks laid out one, two, three, and four acknowledge the reality of death, uh, process the emotions of grief, uh, learn to live without someone, and Find a way to remember, and you've really updated that. It's just so powerful. And, and again, David, you, you know, you mentioned, and, and you recognize rightly so, that this is kind of an uncomfortable subject, but it's also very important and very powerful. I'm getting goosebumps talking about this. So if someone wanted to reach out again, how could they contact you? Absolutely, Steve. Uh, they can check out our website at uh, www.kchospice.org, or they can call our main office at 816 363 2600 and get connected with someone to have a conversation. Excellent. All right. So, uh, David and Lisa, we'll, uh, we'll pick this up right after the break, but we cannot forget about the Senior Care Live question of the week. If you've recently experienced the death of a loved one, when would additional support be helpful? A, when you notice changes in your emotions, such as the feeling of lonely or isolated. B, 
Your day-to-day ability to function is changed. C, you find yourself avoiding social activities or avoiding friends, family, or places that hold memories. Or D, any of the above. The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. It's so easy. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the giant microphone right there on the homepage, or you could also click the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and then it'll start flowing to your your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have, and it really is that simple. All right, uh, let's get back to that Senior Care Live question of the week. If you've recently experienced the death of a loved one, when would additional support be helpful? A, when you notice changes in your emotions, such as feeling lonely or isolated. B, your day-to-day ability to function has changed. C, you find yourself avoiding social activities or avoiding friends, family, or places that hold memories, or D, any of the above. And the answer is D, any of the above. Uh, I'm here today with Mr. David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and Lisa Farmer, Director of Grief Programs, of course, uh, also for Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And if this is resonating with you, and you're like, you know what, man, I think we're going to need some help. Seriously, don't don't put it off. Don't hold it all inside. I've seen what that does to people. It's very, very destructive. Please reach out. Here's the phone number, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600. We could also log on to kchospice.org. So, uh, David, let's continue our discussion on grief and grief support. Thanks, Steve. We're, we're glad to be here today and share some expertise on this topic with you. As you know, we've been serving the Kansas City area for just about 38 years uh, as Kansas City's original hospice and and we strive to be on the forefront of how individuals should be cared for at the end of life, as well as how grieving families should be supported. And uh, we really do provide the, the most comprehensive array of options in the region. And so, and one of the things that, that we're very proud of is our support of the community with uh, grief support. And that's why we really wanted to bring Lisa on the show today to talk, talk about this important topic. Absolutely. And just to recognize, uh, Sunday Night Live, your, yeah. uh, your recent event, a huge, it's the primary fundraiser and there are other funding opportunities, but, um, um, it, it was a wonderful event and, uh, I just wanted to thank all the listeners and everyone who, who came out. Absolutely, Steve. Sunday Night Live, which was on September 30th, was a wonderful evening. We were blessed with wonderful weather that perfect. night. Perfect. It was really perfect. <laughs> uh, we had just about 400 people and, um, nice. We ended up raising uh, more than $400,000 for our organization. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
Holy cow. So it was a huge <laughs> success, and uh, we're very thankful for everyone and appreciate all your listeners who uh, checked it out and supported us. Absolutely. And I entered the, the raffle uh, on uh, one of the vacations. I, I didn't get it, which is okay. I, I know it's going <laughs> to a, a very, very good place, and it's used very, very well. Yeah, so We had a lot of fun. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so we've uh, talked about grief support as part of hospice, uh, uh, but what's, what are some of the other ways that Kansas City Hospice supports the community? Lisa? Well, um, that's one of the un- really unique things about Kansas City Hospice is that we offer grief support services to the community outside of those that were attached to patients on our service. Mm-hmm. So things like Sunday Night Live help us pay for all these additional um, resources that we offer. So, our so large- are these resources available for anyone or just for Kansas City Hospice patients and families? They're offered to anyone. See, that's amazing. And Frankly, I, I should have, I guess I should have known that, but I didn't totally realize that. That is amazing. Um, another kind of unique thing is that we also serve children. Um, so lots of people offer um, support groups and one-on-one support for individuals that are grieving, but we work with preschoolers through high schoolers in addition to adults. So I think that is quite unique thing that we do. So how do we do that? We have Solace House the Community Grief Support Center. So a whole family might come to Solace House. They might have experienced the sudden and unexpected death of a parent due to a car accident, uh, a heart attack, um, violence, suicide. The whole family might come, and they might decide to do some family therapy or play therapy, but they might also decide to attend our peer support groups. So on an evening, the whole family would arrive at Solace House, the children would go into groups with peers, their age peers, Mm -hmm. and the adults would go into groups with other adults that have experienced a similar loss. So that is very valuable, I think, for for families, school-aged families in our community. We do the camps, like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. one for kids only, another for kids and their guardians that we do in the fall, where the guardian accompanies them to a weekend camp. And then we have a mental health support program because sometimes grieving people are also experiencing other issues like depression, anxiety, trauma, and we have a licensed clinical social worker that is able to provide additional support to those folks. And that is amazing. And, you know, it, as we talked about earlier, grief is just very, very personal. Different people different, you know, deal with their own situations in their own unique way. So do you have any suggestions uh, for our listeners on, uh, on, on how to deal with that? Yes. Um, so one of the reasons that we have so many types of offerings is because grief is so unique. So some people prefer to express their grief by talking. Others might be interested in one of our writing workshops or an art workshop or easing grief through yoga Um, all kinds of things that that we offer. But probably the number one thing that I'd want to say to people um, that are grieving, that are wondering uh, what they should do is try and remember that it won't always be like this. I can personally testify to that. You think there's no way you're going to dig yourself out of this dark place, but you do. You just do. Yes. It is going to be longer and harder than you want it to be, Um, but things will change. So what can you do to help yourself in the interim? Take care of yourself. Um, 
you possibly have been caregiving for quite some time mm-hmm. and you haven't been to the dentist, the doctor, etc. So take care of your health, both physical and mental. Let some of those experiences, some of those feelings, emotions that maybe are conflicting that you are feeling, let them out. Um, talk about your loss, write about it. Accept and maybe even ask for support from those around you. You know all those people that said, if there's anything I can do, find a way to accept that. Okay, and uh, and like you said, just give yourself some time, and, and this will get better, I, I promise, although it could be a long road. Uh, you've just heard from the expert, Lisa Farmer. She's the Director of Grief Support Services with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. Lisa, that was just excellent. Thank you for all that excellent information. Thank you for having me, Steve. All right, and uh, David, I think you're going to just briefly mention uh, World Hospice and Palliative Care Day. Yeah, Steve, thank you so much. We appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today on this important topic. And you're right, this month on October 13th is World Hospice and Palliative Care Day, which is a unified day to celebrate and support hospice and palliative care around the world. And uh, we'll cover this on our social media and our blog, do a blog post and stuff. So check it out. Perfect, perfect. Kansas City Hospice, seriously, reach out to Kansas City Hospice, 816-363-2600 or kchospice.org. David and Lisa, thanks so much for being here today. This is fantastic. Thank you, Steve. Okay, we'll be back with more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, one 800 331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about services offered on this program... And how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach out on our toll-free number. Just give us a call literally anytime, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year at 1-800-331-6445. Again, that's 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of the program, uh, maybe you just want to share the program with a friend or family, or maybe you just want to go back and hear it again. No worries at all. Uh, again, very easy. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the Podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Just find the one that you want to uh, listen to. Click the Play button. Give it a couple of seconds to get fired up, and uh, you can listen again. And that service is available for you 24 hours a day. Lots of people listen to the podcast of this program if they can't listen to it live. All right, just one more shout-out, and uh, uh, thanks again to David Wiley and Lisa Farmer. Uh, just wonderful, incredible people uh, with uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And you couldn't see it. This isn't television, unfortunately. Hopefully, maybe one day it might be. But when I was visiting with Lisa um, and uh, care and caring and love and compassion just is pouring out of Lisa. 
um, she was starting to well up when she was talking about some of these uh, some of these programs and some of the ways that Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care can help families and the Solace House and uh, helping children. I cannot imagine. Let me tell you this: uh, for anyone caring for and helping uh, someone who is grieving the death of a loved one, for anyone to do that, let me just say this: those people are angels. Uh, seriously, uh, to to hold someone's hand, to help them bear their burden, uh, to help them walk through that, it's absolutely just amazing to me. And uh, there's, there's just no better place. Uh, look, look, you can reach out to KC Hospice uh, at org. I'll give you the phone number again here in a second. You don't even have to be a, a patient with their on their service. They're just helping helping people through the grieving process. They're absolutely dedicated to this, devoted to this. They have been uh, for uh, the uh, the 38 years that they have offered the service. They are the original hospice in Kansas City. Uh, there's no one that does this better. 816-363-2600 or kchospice.org. Org. And again, you can also go to SeniorCareLive.com and find the uh, KC Hospice landing page. And I included the links uh, for the grief support and some of the resources that uh, that they offer. It is just just amazing. All right. So last week, <laughs> I may have started a firestorm. <laughs> I uh, I talked about assisted living, and uh, I addressed. A CNN report uh, kicked out of assisted living. What you can do, and uh, I think it. Um, and I thought I answered all the questions uh, pretty well, but I had some calls with people who are just a little bit confused, and um, I really felt like I needed to uh, address this again, as well as uh, exactly what is provided at that nursing home level, at the home plus level, residential care level. I want to cover some of the average costs. Uh, if I have time, I'll review memory care. Uh, but um, let's just jump into this again. And it might be a little bit of a review, but I, I think it's worth uh, doing again. And I've added some other pieces to this. Uh, but again, this is just to explain this. Assisted living is not a standardized level of care. And that's part of the problem, right? So if you look at long-term care slash nursing home, if you look at that, uh, that level of care, it's fairly standardized. They all offer pretty much the same thing, maybe a few variances there, uh, but um, and clearly some deliver much better than others, some not so great, uh, but it's a fairly standardized model. Assisted living is the wild, wild west. Some assisted living communities will not help you with incontinence care. They will not help you take a bath. Some assisted living facilities are completely on the other side, approaching the nursing home level of care, and will help with thickened liquids, pureed foods, uh, will help with two-person transfers, etc. And, and that's that's part of the problem. Uh, also, I think there are some, and again, I don't sugarcoat a thing. I give you the unvarnished truth here. I think some in the industry keep it confusing so that you have to depend on them to define and depend on them to answer all your questions, and then pretty soon, boom, you moved into their place, and I don't think that's the right thing to do either. So I provide you the truth and the facts here, right here on this program. That's why thousands and thousands of people tune into this program. 
because they learn. They tell me, hey, Steve, every single week I learn something from by listening to your program. So I, I really appreciate that, and I work hard at doing that. So here's assisted living. Uh, and some of the issues that could cause a discharge. That's really the question. I mentioned this last week. The question is, what could cause a discharge from your assisted living community? And here are some. Requiring a two-person transfer. So the resident has declined to the point where it takes two people uh, to move uh, the resident from point A to point B. Now, here's the kind of the, the kicker, and some of the confusion is some places can help with a two-person transfer, but widely in the majority of assisted living facilities do not offer a two-person transfer. So that could cause the discharge, uh, just like it did in that CNN article that I read last week and that I shared. Uh, becoming an elopement risk. If someone with cognitive impairment, typically Alzheimer's or one of the forms of dementia, uh, uh, declines to the point where they're a, a wandering risk. So they're just, they're walking around. They may wander outside and not appreciate that it's zero degrees. It's a hundred degrees. So they're walking into traffic. They could unintentionally put themselves in harm's way. And, uh, the, the facility has to be able to, uh, guarantee your safety and your security, uh, and and if they if they can't do that, you are deemed uh, quote unquote an elopement risk. We cannot manage that risk uh, to our uh, level of satisfaction. So you're going to have to move. That could cause an unwanted discharge. Uh, weight weight issues exceeding the weight limits of their equipment uh, that could cause uh, the uh, unwanted uh, or unrequested discharge. Uh, any quote unquote behaviors, what the industry calls behaviors. So this is someone who could be coming aggressive. Uh, this is a big one, frankly, for uh, a lot of males making uh, uh, sexually inappropriate uh, comments to other female staff or residents. You cannot do that. You cannot have that because you don't know if that person is going to act on that comment or not. That's very, very serious. That would fall into that category of behaviors. Uh, and if they're not capable of, of, again, managing that issue, you're going to be asked to leave. Someone becoming combative, uh, you can't have that. You will be asked to leave. Antisocial behaviors, uh, there are lots of different uh, examples of that. Uh, that could cause it. Uh, incontinence. Most assisted living facilities can manage incontinence to a certain point. Ask them what that point is. Uh, running out of money in a private pay-only community that does not participate with Medicaid, guaranteed, sorry, you're out of money, you have to move. That is that You're going to get a letter on that. You're going to have to move. Diabetic management, uh, where you have to provide insulin injections, that could cause uh, the letter and the discharge. Um, other injections, pain management injections, et cetera, that could cause it. Uh, falls, excessive falls, increased fall risk, they can't manage that fall risk. You're going to be asked to move other safety issues. Uh, just, uh, just do not fall. Here's the giant warning. Do not fall into the belief that the assisted living is an age in place community and your loved one can live there for the rest of their entire life. Okay. So look, that is the goal and many people do live in assisted living for the rest of their entire life. But also a lot of people do not. So you may or may not be able to do that. That's why I'm saying ask the question, what issues could cause 
the discharge of my mom, my dad, my spouse, my loved one. Okay, and in reality, according to the national survey that I quote quite a bit, 59% of assisted living residents will require a higher level of care and have to move on, and that would be to long-term care slash nursing home. That would be a, that next higher level. Uh, now, I don't think the Kansas City area is as high as 59%. That 59% number is a national number. I think our number is a lot lower than that, but there are discharges. Trust me, there are lots and lots of discharges. So, and I get the calls. I get the calls. They said they're an age in place community. My dad could live there uh, for the rest of his life. And four months later, I got this letter. And I'm not happy about it. Will you please help me find a place with your firm, Senior Care Consulting, and help us get it right? Because we definitely got it wrong this time. And we don't want to do that again. We don't want to have to move my dad from place to place to place. Uh, and if, if that sounds like you, if you're having issues with your current facility, make sure that you exhaust all your options. Work with them. Try to get the matter resolved with your current facility because it's so incredibly hard on the elderly person to move from one place to another. It's, don't do that to them unless you have to. But let me say this. If you're in a place and it's not working out, or you think that you're getting close to one of these issues that could cause a discharge, feel free to call me personally at Senior Care Consulting. We offer a free consultation, and maybe it's time to research the market and look at some other options. Lots of people do that with Senior Care Consulting for an objective look at some other options. 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800, and I'll be back with a lot more on this topic right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. I'm uh, reviewing the uh, the primary levels of care today. And look, I almost feel like I'm kind of beating up on assisted living. I am absolutely not. I'm educating you on some of the gotchas and some of the pitfalls, and I'm trying to educate you on how to ask the super important question, what things, uh, uh, you know, what are some of the reasons that may cause an involuntary or a premature discharge here from uh, your assisted living community? And I just want you to know that. I'll tell you what, Senior Care Live listeners are uh, a far more knowledgeable about all of this than people who don't listen to the program. So uh, uh, I'll just I'll just say that. And people who work with senior care consulting have zero problems with this because I personally handle it for them, and I do not let my clients make a mistake. I'll tell you that. All right, so let's move on to that nursing home. Uh, the industry does not like the term because it carries negative baggage, uh, but they like to be called long-term care communities. 
health center, nursing center, anything but a nursing home. Uh, but most people uh, still recognize it as a nursing home. They call it a nursing home. They're nothing close to what they used to be like, uh, you know, back in the day that in all of the stereotype. The, some of these places are just incredibly beautiful. Uh, some of them are very modern and contemporary, spacious settings, uh, lots and lots of uh, common areas uh, throughout the buildings. They're just, they're incredible, uh, some of them. Uh, so let's talk about that long-term care slash nursing home level. Uh, they can provide the same support that's offered in assisted living as well as medical care, full incontinence management. So there, there are no limits there. They'll take care of it. Uh, even if it's a, a, a pretty tough situation, uh, they can provide full incontinence management and toileting uh, assistance. Uh, if they have a memory care unit, they can manage elopement risk and wandering risk, exit seeking. Uh, so wandering, I explained that a little bit earlier. It's just wandering around and just kind of cruising around unintentionally, possibly putting yourself in harm's way. Uh, sometimes it's an issue of what's uh, referred to as exit seeking. Now, that's a different level of elopement risk. That's a tough one. That's someone who looks around and they're like, and they have cognitive impairment. Alzheimer's, one of the forms of dementia, et cetera. And they'll say, wait a minute. This isn't where I, this isn't my house. I'm out of here. Where's the door? And they are literally looking for a way to leave so that they can quote, go home. And home may be where they lived when they were a child, maybe first married, uh, you know, maybe in their forties and fifties when they're raising their family in their family home, uh, wherever they are in that timeline in their cognitive, uh, uh, in their cognitive state, but uh, they know that this isn't my home and they're leaving. So exit seeking is a higher level of elopement risk. You you, you better be able to manage that. Otherwise, uh, um, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to work. But if it's a nursing home with memory care, they can definitely handle that. Uh, most places can handle that. I'll say that. And again, some places offer better elopement risk management than others. Uh, they uh, most Nursing homes, not all, but most do participate in Medicaid. Uh, there are several in our area that are private pay only. So again, uh, there's the issue if you run out of uh, private pay, your own resources and you can't pay privately, uh, they cannot bill Medicaid because they don't participate. You'd have to move at that point. Uh, uh, they can, nursing homes can provide diabetic management and insulin injections and other injections as needed. Uh, they can provide uh, care for residents who are uh, overweight. Uh, now, even a lot of nursing homes will have weight limits, 300, maybe 350 pounds, depending on the weight uh, limits of some of their equipment. But many, many nursing homes can provide care for someone who weighs more than that. And I've worked with lots of clients who weigh more than that, and we were able to find great places to care for them, uh, even with that issue of weight. Uh, they can provide and do provide two-person transfers, just really important. Uh, and again, they may use, uh, may or may not use patient lift equipment, uh, but, uh, but they can do that. They can manage falls and fall risks much better than assisted living. Uh, and that's simply a function of staffing. There's just more staff uh, to help out with that. Uh, they can manage tube feeding. Someone who's uh, tube feeding, maybe with the G-tube, a PEG tube, or an NG tube, uh, they can handle that there. Uh, and they can also, most of them can handle uh, IV therapy needs. Uh, and that's, and again, these are all kind of that medical category of that nursing home care. Uh, they can provide and do provide thickened liquids and pureed foods, uh, for those, uh, residents with swallowing issues. 
really common if you're coming back from a stroke and you're receiving speech therapy. You're, you have to literally learn how to swallow and train your muscles again. Uh, so you're going to have to have thickened liquids and pureed diets uh, uh, until you can get that function back. It's super, super important. High risk of aspiration pneumonia. So that that's a... That's a really important one, and, and you can get that care at nursing home slash long-term care. Um, there are limits to all of these places, uh, but the vast majority of them uh, can uh, can help with uh, all of those uh, uh, scenarios. And again, that level uh, that level of care is fairly standardized. Now, Home Plus, I call that uh, assisted living plus on the on the high side of assisted living. Uh, and they they actually do provide a nursing home uh, level of care in many aspects, but that's uh, uh, that's the individual uh, residential home that's been converted or built to accommodate eight to twelve individuals. Uh, they all have their own uh, their own um, uh, private room and, and maybe even a private bathroom, uh, and and they're cared for with um, cognitive impairment, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Residential care facilities, I touched on that earlier. That's assisted living light, uh, and they're not going to be be able to get into some of those heavier areas of assisted living. So someone who needs is kind of a lighter side of, of assisted living residential care facility uh, might be in order. So residential care facility, $2,500 to $4,500 a month is uh, pretty normal for our area. That's right down the middle. Assisted living facilities, $5,000 to $6,000 a month is right down the middle. You might be able to go a little under that. You can definitely go over that up to eight or 9000 if you want to. Um, that depends on level of care and the size of your apartment. That would have an impact. Home Plus, uh, $6,500 to $7,500 a month is right down the middle. And then uh, at the long-term care slash nursing home, a semi-private room, uh, cost around 6000 to 6500 uh covers the majority of them. A private room, uh, so the semi-private room is a shared room, so you have a roommate. The private room with your own space comes at an absolute premium. $7,500 to $10,000 is right down the middle. And again, I've mentioned this several times, but I, I priced one out recently at over $13,000 a month. So it can get quite expensive, but it is available. It is available, and you can get specific memory care, which is a type of care, at all four of those levels of care. Memory care can be offered at the residential care level, assisted living level, home plus level, and the nursing home level. So that's very, very, very confusing for a lot of people. Memory care is not a level of care. It's a special type of care offered at residential care, assisted living, home plus, and the nursing home level. So hopefully that's more clear than mud. <laughs> All right, so if you have questions about this, again, you can call me personally. If you are struggling with finding the right place, uh, I've I've received calls from lots of families saying, Look, we've run around, we've started to look at some places, and we're kind of blown away. We're getting 10 different stories. Uh, we're further away from making a decision today than we were when we started. Call Senior Care Consulting. We can make sense of this for you. We can walk you through this and make the whole process very, very simple. 913-945-2800. 913-945-2800. 
All right, that was a great show today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.